Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about a TV show called The Nevers. It's on episode five out of six. The fifth episode is called Hanged. And I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. What an interesting episode. Throughout the episode, the main discussion is whether or not Malady should be hanged in public. And it opens up a huge debate with everyone. Everyone has their opinion. And there's people that are like, yes, we need it. Public needs, or the public needs to see the, the, the execution. The justice needs to be seen. And others are saying, oh, it's just going to make things worse. It's going to cause riots. People are going to be... Um, you know, up in arms about it, and then what does it do to the touched? Because some people feel that it, the only reason that it's public execution is because she's touched, and it's a, it's a statement toward the touched. So the touched have mixed feelings on it, and obviously she's res- Malady's responsible for the death of Mary, so that adds into it too, you know? So it's an interesting underlying throughout the whole episode until the end Hmm. where it was very interesting. It was very well done because, you know, at first you're like, well, Mundy would be okay with it, right? No, he's not. He wants, you know, and so everyone sort of has their opinions on it. And the writing in this series is so well done that there's so many good conversations, so many lines. I have four pages of notes here and most of them are these lines that I thought were fantastic. So anyways, <laughs> that's just one element of this ep- of this episode. I just like the uh the twist at the end. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, that was just like I was just sitting there going, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. I mean, normally yeah. we, we skip all over the place, but let's let's hold that off for a second. Um, you know, a couple of things are also happening in this episode. The whatever's underground is starting to patch or break out. Um, so that's happening. I don't know what triggered the whole thing in the first place. I don't know if Mary's scene sort of triggered it or if it was happening earlier. But whatever is attached, whatever is connected to True is probably what that is. And um, it's starting to get loose. Possibly they have a harpoon aimed at it. <laughs> and Lavidia is like, I'll just kill it. You know, we can't let that thing loose. And the scientist is like, well, no, we got to find out what it is. And we got to find more about it and everything. So, so that's going on. Um, Meanwhile, True and the Doctor are having lots of sex and conversations during that, um, and Penis stumbles across them at one point and is kind of like, oh, okay. That's um, interesting. So, a lot of stuff is going on. It looks like we have two plans that are put into operation here. Plan number one is True wants to dig underground or get underground to find out what's what's being hidden there. And so they have a plan. Penance has a X-ray of London. 
Um, and there's a plan. When they were testing the prototype of the drill. That was actually pretty funny. It yeah. just goes, well, that's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going and it breaks off of its tether and it just, you can hear it going off in the distance. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, I, and I like that. I, I like Penitz a lot. I like her. She's really good in this episode. This is probably her best episode so far. And, you know, with her. I have to, I agree on that. I think yeah. it's the best one so far. Her experiments always kind of fail and, and at first. And um, then there's a scene later on where she's sees a bird outside and thinks that it might be. What's his name? Augie. Augie. Augie being a peeping Tom. And in, in reality, Augie is there, but he's not the bird. He's around the corner. He comes in and he's like, well, I probably should have been more like louder when I come in or something. But So that's cute. I like that continuing sort of uh, back and forth. I thought um, we got to know more about um, Penance in this episode, like about her beliefs and her her thoughts about the whole situation. She seems to sort of be True's or Amalia's conscience, you know, holding holding Amalia back when Amalia would would just like to go ballistic. Yeah. And is sort of there going, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> and getting her to listen. <clears throat> I have to imagine at some point if this show continues for a period of time that we will have a flashback of the two of them meeting. Because there's obviously something there. You know, we, we don't we have a whole backstory. We oh yeah, we get it. People were, you know, that they became the touched. Blah blah blah. But from the point where True comes out of the uh, out of the river to the point where they set up the orphanage, there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. And we may never know, but my guess is that the Penitz True relationship, the Penitz Amalia relationship, is the heart of this whole series and you know that's definitely important and again yeah. good writing good acting to create that we don't need it told to us it's just body language and interaction with the eyes and the communication just the way they're talking to each other it's not like we need to fill in the gaps we know that there's something, there's a connection there. And there's a division of the of their opinions in this. For the first time, we sort of see, and maybe not necessarily the first time, because I think Penis doesn't like the way Chu does some things, but this is the episode where they're like, Penis gets an opinion about something and says, look, I'm, I'm not going to, we have two plans, or we have a plan, and I have another plan now. I'm going to save Malady. Mm-hmm. And Amalia does not agree with that at all. It says, well, you're on your own. And that's this big division scene that comes where half the people go with one and half go with the other. Which, again, is so well written. And it's not totally original, but the idea of we're now going to see one of the missions 
And meanwhile, our main star, Amal- Am- Am- Amalia, is off doing something else. And she comes back and she's already had the adventure. She, they're all like battered and how did it go, you know? <laughs> and we don't know. And obviously, according to, to the um, trailer, we're going to see what happened when True went underground to try to find whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, possibly when they were, when all the people were standing in the square to watch the hanging and the ground started shaking, I, yeah. I assume that was Amalia. That has, yeah, that's yeah. what I was guessing, too. I, that's got to be the other part of the story that we'll see next week, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so that's pretty, it, it's pretty neat that they had the, the you know, it, in most TV shows, you'll see both of them at the same time. They'll flip back. They'll flip back and forth. Oh, what's happening here? What's happening here? This one, they went with one, and then next week they'll go with the other, and then they'll they'll tie them together at the end. And and, and you know, bad TV shows don't generally do that. You know, I mean, I mean, but anyways, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, I have a note here that at one point, True, the True and the Doctor are talking, and um, the conversation is very difficult because <laughs> he's <laughs> grabbing her by the neck, and you know they're just going at it, and um, there's sucking of fingers too. So it got kind of uh, there's something obviously between them, I guess, <laughs> or not much between them now. Uh, but he's married. So that's um, uh, something that uh, I guess has to happen. Yeah, I, I I didn't really understand the point of that whole scene. I mean, okay, they're having an affair, but what does that have to do with anything? Like, it doesn't yeah, really it seem to like advance the plot at all. No, it didn't. And I mean, I'm not a prude. I didn't. I don't. I don't care when there's sex scenes in a show, but it just didn't make sense. Well, I mean, they've last... easily just been sitting, having tea or something, and had the same conversation. Yeah. Well, but still, it it really advanced the story either. So. Well, you're right. I mean, they they alluded to it in the previous episode where she definitely has something for him. And I don't know if this has just happened or if it's been going on for a while. Um, but is that important? I, I mean, the doctor, his, his, his role in this is just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to patch people up. I mean, he, he's to me, he's not very interesting of a character mm-hmm. as much. And so, but he he's not been involved in any of the. Uh, occasionally he'll throw his two cents in, but obviously um, in some instances. But you're right. I, I guess I, I mean you know some of these shows feel like they need to do stuff like that to you know add a level of uh, titillation or whatever to the <laughs> to the show or whatever. And and in some instances it, it's. I thought it was a. A very interesting conversation that they were having. I didn't. I had trouble um, following it because I was distracted. But <laughs> I, I felt it was well done, 
in, in terms of, wow, you know, that, that's pretty hot, you know, sort of thing. But then when you think back at it and go, well, wait a minute now, you know, what, what, what would they, what did they talk about, which I don't remember. And <laughs> sometimes there wasn't even talking. So you're right. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, well, they're, they're bonking each other and let's go on. <laughs> um, so what ends up happening, and we, we we're introduced to another character who, um, I don't know if we've seen her before, but she's the, um, the, the strong woman who closes the door um, at one point, and she's a little bit shoehorned into it unless she's been in it before. She's sort of one of the... I don't remember her. Yeah. I think she, she's been sort of on the sidelines. Yeah. And she's obviously very important to the story later on, but they introduce her earlier to say, hey, look, I can close a really heavy door really quick, so I'm very strong. And it's like, well, what's the purpose of that? And it's like, oh, okay, later on we'll find out. Yeah. Um, oh, an interesting little thing, which I totally forgot about, but I'm sure it might be uh, um, in the next episode is, all those little zombie people down in the caves are levitation girl from the few episodes earlier. She started uses her powers for a second and then stops and then like walks away almost guiltily. Like mm. she wasn't supposed to do that and someone saw her do it. And so there might be something with that. She might yeah. Be... I kind of thought that maybe something is rewiring itself in her brain that was, you know, that they intentionally damaged. Um, Maybe because she's so close to the the thing. What's it called? The Galanthi? Yeah. And the uh, Galanthi is healing her. Yeah. Because she looked surprised. Yeah. When she was levitating the thing. And then it's almost like she's regaining herself. Yep. So and that's the, a... other, the other interesting one was when um, Augie and Lavinia were having tea... And and she keeps getting these headaches and and mm. you know it's after she's been down in the you know bowels of the earth to see this thing and now she's getting headaches that seem to be somewhat debilitating certainly affecting her temper because she snaps at the the table the couple at the table next to her about yeah. the hanging mm -hmm. I cannot figure her out yeah well she it. She wants to kill whatever's in there, whatever's down there, because it's a threat. So I, I think overall, I think each one of these people that have their own agendas, they have, I think every one of them has people in mind. They want to help people. Now, in case of Masson, he wants to help certain people and not other people. But Lavinia may be the same thing. But, yeah, she, she doesn't want to put London in danger but that's why she says, you know, Augie, why don't you not be in the city tomorrow, mm. um, you know, or whatever. So she's got an idea of what is, might be going on if she told her brother to stay away. Well, she thinks that maybe whatever is in there that might hatch might cause a problem, might, might you know, eat people or go after, you know, like a giant monster come out and eat everyone. I don't, I don't think she knows beyond that. I don't think she knows what's in the inside of the thing unless the headaches are connected to that somehow. I thought she wanted him to go away because she she thought there was going to be trouble in the city because of the hanging. Yeah, and I don't think I, was she, I don't think she knew about this plan 
that they had to drill into the ground. No, she didn't know the plan, but the the thing's close to hatching. And so she wanted to kill it because she's afraid that it might. She's like, but we're in the middle of London. It, it, it could pose a danger. Mm-hmm. And so I th- I thought she meant that as this thing's ready to hatch. Get out of here, you know. But but maybe the the this, the hanging is definitely part of that. I I mean we have the beggar king who's um um was asked to possibly um. Masson's looking for chaos. He wants a controlled chaos in this whole thing. He has an agenda for this whole hanging, and um, he sort of gets what he wants because all hell breaks loose later on. But um, Nimble Jack seems to be part of the group now. and Some time has passed, I think, too, because they were saying that this has sort of been a while. Yeah. And they've been working on these plans for a while. So... Um, uh, Nimble Jack and Annie are sparring with each other, which is another good scene with the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Penance gets Nimble Jack on her side by saying, I'll pay you. Yeah. There's um, another reason that time has passed is is after the, after the capturing and prison of Malady, we have the registration of the touched, which is happening, which... Oh, God, yeah, that was yeah. creepy. Yeah, and this is, you know, how, you know, let's register the Jews, let's register mutants and X-Men, you know, it's a, it's a common, you know, let's register these people. They, in the orphanage, they all were throwing these little, uh, the little ribbons have now mm-hmm. become official, and they're all throwing them into a bucket when they get back, and... They're giving everyone, you know, the, there was a girl with ears, and you know, it's a. Yeah, they're registering them at the police yeah. station, and yeah, it's really. It's it's brutal. And there's the reporters back again, <laughs> and uh, it, it's like. I, I pride myself on being able to to spot things in TV shows and movies, and and I I do pretty good, and when something like like the reporter. I usually do too. Seemed off to me. Her look seemed off to me for some reason, and I, I mean, it just like, and, and of course now I'm looking at it in hindsight. It just something was off on her, but, um, and and you know maybe that was what I should have said. Wait a minute, now she doesn't look right. I mean, she doesn't look. How how can I say this? Um. It just her 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 chest seemed fake to me. It just seemed mm. too big, but and maybe that was the style back then or whatever. And and she just didn't. Her eyes. There was something about her. But anyways, she was. Um, and I'll need help on this because something happens that I'm I'm not understanding. But anyway, she's helping um, Monday, and she says, "Oh, I can identify the body in the tunnel." And um, she, I guess, she wants to try to get. To talk to to Malady. Uh, Malady. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm not sure why. In hindsight, I don't know why she would want to talk to her. But anyways. Well, I well it, now that we know, I mean, it's part of the instructions. Yeah. Well, I thought she would have given her instructions before the whole plan, but maybe things had changed. Um. 
Yeah, so um, Swan has a couple of appearances in this. He, he at the end, he he comes in to to um, watch the um, the public execution. Um, so I don't think he really has a whole lot to do in here, but um, they put him down anyways. Uh, there, the beggar king is uh, has a children's uh, children working child labor. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Working on little toys of uh, a little hanging malady, uh, and he doesn't get mad. He when one breaks, he says, "Oh, guys, don't go so fast. Go a little slower. And if you have to, work through the night. You know, yeah. get these things done." <laughs> so that's a, you know. And in the there's a scene I had forgotten, but that scene where the um, the older man walks up to the policeman and says he's his uncle. I had forgotten that that, that man used to work for Malady and seems to have the similar, well, not, not the similar, but like he could, it's almost like the, um, it's almost like Allison in Umbrella Academy, you know, where he can just convince somebody to do something or he'll say something and they'll believe him. Is that the machine gun uh, guy? No, no, that's not the machine gun. Guy. No, it's it, he, it's a he, different he's, guy altogether. Yeah, he was just Malady's sort of right hand man, I guess. It uh, was the one when Mary was captured and was giving her food, and it was actually rat. He had it convinced it was food. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he rigs up this thing to electrocute everybody who's there watching. The yeah. hanging and um, you know Mundy and Penance sort of twig this just before it happens, and Penance goes in and and disables everything and um, uh, but in the process you know she gets hurt and yeah I'd I'd forgotten all about that guy. Another thing I had forgotten about was um, at one point we see the. Penance's back, and there's marks all over it, which, you know, obviously maybe has something to do with that past that we don't know about. I don't know if they're whip marks or they were like scratches or something, but she had some sort of uh, markings on her back. So we potentially, that's another, like, okay, something's going on there. We want to find out sometime. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of unanswered stuff. Yeah. You know, but, um, I, I definitely hope they pick up the second half of this season because it, apparently it hasn't even started filming yet. Mm. Um, well, it says that they have been green-lighted for all 12 episodes. Okay. So then the final, I guess, we should discuss is um, the shoe falls off of the body of Malady after she flings herself into the hole. Yeah, she... And that was unbelievable that, that that they're like they're they're trying to save her and a really good plan that kind of doesn't go that well but and Malady's like you know at the time we're like Malady's like I'm not gonna have any of that I'm gonna kill myself and everyone's like oh gee she wanted to die and then it's like wait a minute and um yeah the big reveal twist but it wasn't it wasn't her it was the other other woman who had been with her who had been Having cut toes chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they, they would have gotten away with it too if the shoe never fell off because Monday was – and then Monday figured the whole thing out. Yeah, well, both both of them were like – and then all of a sudden they're like, don't touch the metal, you know, and that guy was right. That, that guy in the committee or whatever, he's like, electricity, oh, it's evil, it's electricity, and and massing, you know, like, oh, it's electricity, you know, so everyone was right, the electricity is the bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was funny because the guy is like, a, obviously a kook, but then, you know, electricity gets used against them and starts shocking a bunch of people in the audience and everyone that's touching metal and it's very, very chaotic and hectic this final all hell's breaking loose people are running people were getting harriet gets trampled saved by the reporter mm-hmm. you know? yeah that, that surprised me when i it, you know when she revealed that she was malady afterwards yeah. i was like yeah. why did she save her <laughs> and why did we did not pick up on that like i said i, I thought there was something off on her and well when, one of her effie's stories was in support of the the touch all of them are yeah yeah so it would have made sense that the reporter would save one of the touch but it's not the reporter but yeah but but at the time we thought it was a reporter yeah yeah Yeah. find out it was malady to the last couple seconds of the show yeah well we're okay with with the reporter saving harriet but later on we're like well wait a minute well why did melody do it and you know why 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 kill mary but save harriet but do we even know if melody did kill mary we don't know that no she didn't yeah so it was it was masson and and that cabal of and that oh, was revealed in this episode too, because they were, they were the ones who hired yeah. the guy with the machine gun. Okay, I don't um, remember that, but okay. So, um, yeah, there's the whatever plan that Penitz has doesn't go completely right, and and there, there's two questions I have. One was, and I don't think we saw the the resolution of this. At one point, there was a balloon involved, right? <laughs> Yeah, at the end... It um, starts to blow up. It gets triggered. The lever... Stop the lever. Stop the lever. And then the lever accidentally hits, and there was a balloon starting to inflate, and then we never saw the resolution of that, right? So well, my my guess was that's how they were going to escape. They are going to get in this balloon and sail away. Mm-hmm. I mean, couldn't people have shot it on the balloon? It's kind of weird. Yeah, they so <laughs> But it was a very eccentric plan, and, and you know may, maybe it was just a throwaway. Oh, look, there. This would have been part of the plan, which would have been kind of cool. But obviously, with everything that happened, the, the whole plan went all over the place. And um, the other thing which I didn't understand was when Monday realizes they captured the wrong person, and also I believe, or we are shown that the reporter is malady what was the they kept showing the flashback of the burnt of the destroyed the body that she says she could identify that was that was the actual reporter okay i did not malady took her place so you had to get rid of the original okay so clara i think is the name of the girl that they they exchanged you know that they they showed 
when she's running around the corner getting away from Mundy, they switch places. And um, so Malady is very uh, smart. <laughs> yes, she is. She's obviously not as <clears throat> um, just insane yeah. as, as she's been portraying. You know, she's able to hold it together. You know, to hold to keep a job and and pretend to be this reporter and write coherent articles that that make sense and stuff. So some of that craziness is an act on her part. Yeah. yeah at the end, um, so I love the scene where they're trying to rescue Malady. Um, the the um, nimble Jack throws his um, discs. And um, the the woman, the strong woman, um, is meant to step over onto great effect, and they show that in the making of afterwards how they did that with the green steps and everything. So, really, you know, again, visual scenes, and this is filmed during COVID, which was interesting because they had the biggest crowd that <laughs> seen in a show in a while. Obviously, what they did was they they used smaller groups and they use CG to make them look bigger, bigger groups in this whole area. So pretty epic hmm. story with everyone running around and um, a lot of great tension and, and um, action and everything. <clears throat> um, at the end, we have the two groups get back together again at the orphanage and it's like, oh, how did it go? You know, well, huh. it was a riot. <laughs> um, and we see that obviously True had gone through her adventure with her group, and so we'll see that next time. Um, I I did like the idea that both Primrose and Myrtle did not take sides; they both didn't move from one side to the other when they, um, which is sort of seems to go in with their characters. I think a little bit there there mm -hmm. seem to be more in the middle of, of everything. Um, and plus, how can a ten foot? woman help you break someone out of, of a hanging anyway yeah I, I i you know i think it was more of a what side are you on more as how can you help right um but um again attention to detail a lesser show wouldn't necessarily even show you that you wouldn't even care you would they would be they wouldn't even be in the scene and, and they they one of the things they mentioned in the making of was they put a lot of, like, in these sets that they make, they put a lot of detail around, um, and that's fantastic, but they also do that with characters, too. They they don't just have a generic cardboard cutout character stain lines. There's so much depth to each one of them. Even Myrtle, you mm -hmm. know, they, all, all, they don't have to say a lot. They say, well, Myrtle doesn't say much, but... Primrose doesn't have to say much. She says a couple of lines, and you you already kind of oh yeah, that's her character, and we've okay. already learned that you know she doesn't want to do this and this and you know so that's good writing, and it's not just one writer. It's not Joss Whedon alone. It's a whole group of people. I think it helps that that some of the people working on this show have worked with him continually mm. and know his style and they probably can play well off of each other and and come up with good ideas and they know how to I mean Jane Espenson was involved in this episode too and 
um, she's been with him since the beginning. So that definitely helps. Uh, the characters are so well-developed that it, you know, really, it's it's sort of one of the hallmarks, I think, of a Joss Whedon project. And I thought this was, this could be, I, I don't know if this is the best episode of the season. Maybe because it, it feels like it was really the whole thing from top to bottom, but it was directed by Josh Whedon. So, I mean, I know people mm -hmm. get pissed off by that, but whatever he does outside, you know, he, he, he's still a good creator and director. And um, I'll be, It'll be interesting to see how the next half of the season goes because he's not going to be involved at all. Yeah. Well, I think, like you said, the groundwork is there, and he has his people in place. Mm -hmm. So he he knows that the – and I think that happened in, in Buffy and Angel is I don't think he was as involved in in Angel at all as much as Buffy. And so he puts people in place, and they carry it along. And, and so I'm sure that that'll be the case. But, yeah, I mean, is there going to be a drop in quality – I doubt it. <laughs> and well, even if there is a little how, bit... <laughs> it depends how much he, he got done before he left. Yeah. Because he left in November. I still, like still, know, I still like still to know filming. why he left. I mean, did he see the writing on the wall? or? No, they, I think they let him go. I yeah, thought he they, left on his own. I thought this was before everything came out. No, he, he announced that he was stepping down. Okay. I, citing various reasons for his decision in this year of unprecedented challenges. Okay. So the new showrunner is Philippa Goslett, a British screenwriter, is now in charge of it. Okay. Well, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I don't... I feel like... Well, I mean, we've seen shows in the past make major changes. I don't think there's going to be a major change with this, but... Um, in some cases, well, we'll see. Yeah. Can't, we can't, we can't, you know, it's not, I've always been saying it's not one person. It's a whole bunch of people working on this show. When you have the, probably the, maybe the most important person or one of the most important persons leave, then it, then it's gets scary because there could be more changes. You know, if a costume designer leaves, then you're not going to even notice it. But when that per person that important leaves, um, but like you said, you have the the stalwarts that are there with him for a long time. They'll 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 know what to do. They'll, mm -hmm. you know, whoever else they get to put in place, they'll. I don't have. I'm not worried about it that much. But uh, plus, if the show, in my opinion, is really good, almost fantastic to the point where even if it does have a drop in quality, it's still better than most everything on TV. So. <laughs> You know, it's almost like, yeah. you know, there's a lot that they would have to do to make it bad. And, and we, I've seen it. So <laughs> I've seen shows go from top of the world to worse in a very short period of time. But we'll see. And and I hope we have the opportunity to hope they could keep going with it. You know, like it sounds like we're going to get another six. But I want more because I unless they're planning just to end it. And they're going to wrap all the stuff up. How can they wrap all that up in, you know, whatever. I'm starting to get visions of Firefly again. So it's like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is another fantastic 
episode and you know i can't sit here and and most shows that we review especially something like doctor who we, we're just so focused on the negatives it's like oh that's great but why do they do that and this and i don't see i just don't see negatives in this show i mean the the negatives that that i do see are are minor and they don't affect the overall arc or even episode of the show so um you know that is not the case with doctor who i think there were far more negatives in doctor who these last few seasons and uh then that it overshadowed anything that was good so i think that's the difference yeah, and um, I, I think in this case, one of the things that, that has been, I've read in reviews and we've mentioned a couple of times here, there's a lot going on. They have X amount of characters and each one of them has an agenda. Each one has a secret. You know, Masson has someone in the basement. Uh, Lavidia, we're not sure where she stands. And there's, so there's a lot of question marks. And when shows have too many question marks, people, some people tend to like, I can't, I don't, I don't have time in my life to deal with that. And they tune out because the questions aren't being answered. And I, I think Josh Whedon and, and this production group is good enough to not allow those questions to continue forever because they know that people will get frustrated. So little by little, we're going to get answers. We're already getting answers about true a little bit. So, Yeah. Well, I think that's the benefit of having a show that has an arc over a season, you have time to develop these characters and and delve bit by bit into their backstory. And and Doctor Who is more uh, get the bad guy, you know? Yeah. So I've always found that the Doctor Who episodes that I enjoyed more were the two or three parters because there was more time you know, so that, I just think they work better. So that means you're defending the classic series that are seven and eight episodes long because they develop the characters. You like those? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but you just argued it for classic who? No, no, I didn't. I, okay. <laughs> Their focus, classic who focused, didn't focus on characters as much as they focus on story and they spent more time on stories of I'm going to escape, I'm going to get captured, I'm going to escape. So I agree. That's why you don't see character development as much in classic who as you do. So I'm kind of supporting what you, your view on that. I'm not saying that I agree because I thought some of the, a lot of the classic episodes are great, but, but it's a different animal, you, right. you know, so, but in I this mean, case, a thing back then to have, you know, a show that carried on for a whole season, that's what you watch soap operas for, you know? But I have to say, um, I'm watching The Flash right now on CW, and I can't, I have so much trouble. I'm, it's like watching Doctor Who. I'm, it's, oh, oh, this is stupid. Um, <laughs> you, you know, Iris, and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm, I'm going to circle back to the Nevers Iris and, and Barry Allen had a kid a few years ago. It was um, a time temporal thing, and she she was full grown. It was she was from the future. She basically coming out. Oh, I'm I'm your daughter. And then in this season, they the two of them had some sort of love that created this these creatures. 
<laughs> that inhabited these people and they kept calling these their kids because it was the two of them together they weren't and I'm like, why didn't they mention that they have another daughter that they've talked about? And it's stupid. And every time, every episode, they're together, like, we can do this together, Iris. We can do this together. And I get their characters because I've seen them for seven years or whatever. But it's they're trying to say, look, these, these are very good characters because they love each other. Meanwhile, Joss Whedon with Buffy, mm -hmm. with Angel, with Firefly, with to a degree agents of shield and with the nevers creates a character in five minutes yeah you know like five minutes of dialogue with penance and we know her character firefly was like this it was unbelievable yeah exactly and they and they would reinforce the characters in every episode and by the time a couple of episodes go by you already know that character so when that character does something in character you're like haha i knew they were going to do that yeah and then you can go to the backstory, and then all that fits in. How, how does he do that? How, how does Joss Whedon and his team do that where other shows, and not a, you know, it's not just Joss Whedon. There's other shows that can do a really good job with it. But how do other shows just struggle, and they, they oh, look, there's a scene where Barry Allen is, is crying or upset because this person died or whatever. Oh, that's too bad. You know, good acting, but, who, you know, it's just there's no – you don't care as much about better it. writing or better planning out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so, you know, yeah. And we think of something like Dr. Who and we go, boy, you know, Russell T. Davis, unfortunately, I, I, I never was a fan of him when he was on, but when producing, but afterwards I've become more of a fan. I, I think he got, he was closer to, Joss Whedon, and again, I don't want to say Joss Whedon's the best and everyone wants to go to him because Joss Whedon didn't necessarily do a good job with Justice League, but um, but to a degree, it's like Russell T. Davis was closer to good characters than his, his next two, the next two producers of the show. Yeah. Which, you know, doesn't necessarily mean he was the he was well. I guess he was the best up to this point. But, anyways, um, so that's why when you watch a show like this, it's I have a smile on my face for half of it because oh, here comes Primrose and here comes Myrtle. I know Myrtle's gonna, you know, I know she's gonna do something cute and clever, and she's gonna have a reaction or just even not saying anything. I don't think she said anything in this episode, but the fact no, that no, she, she just fact she just she waved can, and clapped. Yeah, the fact that she can convey so much with just like her posture and her eyes yeah. and, I mean that's that's a good actor you know yeah. in addition to uh, you know when she does speak even though we don't understand what she's saying uh, you can understand her emotion you know and yeah. and you could feel her frustration at not being understood and it's just yeah I mean that is something that that you know, it's not just like you said. It's not just Joss Whedon, but that that is a thing that some directors and producers can get out of their actors. Yeah. That a lot of directors and producers can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they were dividing up into groups and they were walking over, you felt every character's emotion. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm I'm going over here. You know, the the um, Augie picks um, True Side and yeah. 
gives it a, a look at to uh, to um, penance. Yeah. And penance doesn't over exaggerate the oh my god, Augie, how could you do that? She just has a look of disappointment and kind of like oh boy, you know that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's really well done, and a lot of that is down to the actors because the actors in this, I think, are all great. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I'm really really enjoying this show. Yeah, I am too. It's been. I really need to know what happens in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then we have to wait. Yeah, that's could be. We could be in for a really bad cliffhanger with this. You know, we thought Umbrella Academy had, um, you know, like oh no, you know, but this this could be because it wasn't meant to be a cliffhanger. This feels like. Well, I mean, up to this point, it felt like this was toward the end of a season. Now it's kind of like, well, it could be, you know, it's kind of back. Well, we'll have to see what happens in the next episode. I can't say because they didn't come back with it. There wasn't a a blue alien sitting there going, hey, guys, you know, so obviously something (laughs) happened with their with their mission. So um, I'd be curious to see, but um, try to watch that tonight, maybe to get it. So I don't have to wait any longer. (laughs) Um, I thought for sure you'd be like, we got to watch both these episodes before we record. <laughs> well, no, I didn't want to, because now we don't know. So we're sitting here, you know, we don't have the answers. So that's good because this is hopefully when people are listening to this, they, they can sort of experience our feelings about it as they're happening with our guesses. And then they can, you know, go with it with us and, and then, you know, go back and say, oh boy, they were way off on that, <laughs> you know, and we do the same thing. We're like, well, get, last week I said this and boy, was I wrong, you know, yeah. or, and that's good. You, you know, it's, it, you know, when, when, if we were to review a show right now that we have all seen like Buffy, for example, which, you know, I would be, most of those episodes I loved. There's a few that aren't, I would be sitting there going, blah, 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 blah. Like, like I get animated you know, either if it's really bad show or a really good episode, a really good show. And, um, but we've seen it. So it's like, well, you know, uh, this is the episode with Spike, but we all know what happens later on. You know, so it's, it's yeah. kind of, it's not as, uh, I don't think it's as interesting maybe, but, but yeah. anyhow, anyhow, anything else about this one? No. no. Okay. Thanks for listening.